Black Tribers, welcome back. Part two of a series that we're in. Hey, look, if you're watching this, you're on our Patreon uh, site. For a buck a month, you can get all our exclusive. Only for 10 a bucks. dollar? Well, it's only a buck. And then 10 bucks, you get a lot of marriage stuff. Uh, you can come in at any amount you want from a dollar on up. Get these videos every Wednesday. We love doing them. Keep, I like looking at you. Me You're easy having, to look at. Keeps me from having to go get a job at Target, which is what I really want to do with my life, honestly. Yes. And then okay. on Friday, <laughs> uh, you can join our Apple podcast or on SoundCloud. Really I know you do. <laughs> I would love it. Oh, God. Distraction. <laughs> uh, and so you can join those. Okay. All this you can find at GaryLisaBlack.com. All of our videos are uploaded there after they come out. Um, my one minute to Truth Talk Tuesdays are all there, that kind of thing. Everybody loves your cute dog too. And I've joined TikTok yes. for our granddaughter, Michaela. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. So I'm out there on TikTok. She's super funny. Getting 150 views, making Woo! millions of dollars. Billions. It's incredible. All right. Part one, we hit our mental health. And how Taking do we Taking responsibility for your own mental health. That's what it is. Taking responsibility for your own mental health. We talked about that we have to be the one to fight for our own mental health yes, because nobody day. else is going to. And nobody else can. Uh, we talked about how all the people that we're encountering are seeing multiple therapists on multiple sets of prescription drugs. And again, those things are great if they're leading you to transformation yes. and you cannot manage outside of those. Although I would throw my little thing in there that I do believe a lot more of us can manage a lot better than what we're being told by professionals. <laughs> Amen. That's why we coach. Period. Okay. okay. Part two. Yes. So we hit health, our physical we health, a little bit of the soul and which would lead to me to emotions. And okay. so I think it's really important to remember that we serve a very emotional God. Yes. And I know that makes some people very uncomfortable, I'm glad. but I don't know how you would ever read any part of scripture and not see a God that is passionate a God that loves fiercely, a God that gets really frustrated, yeah. a God that experiences anger, a God that experiences frustration, all those things, which I usually feel most of those before I get out of bed. And it's Genesis 6, 6. It says that God grieved that he had made us, that he had made mankind because our bent towards sin. Now would be our bent towards mental illness. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he Moses changed his mind because they got into arguments and God got really emotional. And when the Israelites wouldn't come up to the mountain and meet him, man, he he got angry. I would too. God's an emotional God. God's an emotional God. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to kick the dog every once in a while. And this is my uh, the bigger teaching that I do with women is the difference between a little girl. And a grown woman has nothing to do with her physical development. It has everything to do with how she lives her life, how she gives life, how she incubates things, and how she controls her emotions. Yes. So there's a lot of people. That's true for, for men, from boys to men as well. There's a lot of examples of grown adults on TV <clears throat> acting like two-year-olds and we find it entertaining, but do you want that person to live with you? Well, honestly, Would you we, go to that person for we, advice? we've been in situations where we see these women acting, these 50 year old women fighting one another. And we're like, what is this coming from? We realized it was shows like the Kardashian and the housewives of whatever. 
And these shows all the housewives have like some serious issues and none of them take care of their kids and none of them clean their houses. So I don't know. When I was a housewife, I actually was You mean on the show. Yes, I was actually taking care of children and cleaning the house. Six of them. I didn't really have time to fight with other people about their plastic. Seven injury, if you count me. Yes, you were my full time. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna give you some some terms here and then we're gonna move into it. So this is a terms. this is obviously something that I study a great deal. I teach on um, and because I'm concerned because uh, out of our six children, six children have expressed at some point depression, anxiety, fear, suicidal, suicidal thoughts. Yeah. out of all my husbands. I have also received those those uh, reports of those issues as well. So this is not an out thing. This is in our life all the time, and it's in every conversation we have. So we're very, very concerned about it. we're taking it very seriously. Absolutely. And, yeah. And being in involved in really close relationships where people were bipolar, people who had multiple personalities. Uh, I, I'm, I've become, we've become very familiar with when it's mental and when it's spiritual and you have to address both, especially when you're talking about deliverance, which again, you can get sued for delivering people and getting them free these days. Uh, so you have to be very careful with that, but we address uh, every area of a person just like Jesus did. And we'll talk about this in the spiritual side of this thing. When he healed somebody, he healed them holistically. He touched them physically. That's so good. He'd go up to the lepers and he would touch them. No one could touch the lepers, but he just wanted to kind of overcome all the religious thoughts. He, he touched them emotionally. Remember the, the gate of beautiful, the gate beautiful. The guy gets healed and holistically, physically, emotionally. He's singing out of his soul. He starts dancing as with the spirit. So in every area of our lives, we get touched if we actually start to believe this That's stuff. That's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. It's good. Holistic healing. I love that. Okay. So it's very popular right now to binge. Um, people are actually really proud of themselves. We can they, binge. We when binge. they binge. Yeah. Um, and I think that the problem with the binging is this confusion between true restorative rest and gluttony. So gluttony is not something celebrated in any society because of the fallout. Well, it was in Greece, but go ahead. And how did that work out? (laughs) Okay. That's what I'm talking about. So binging is um, a lack of vision because the only way you could stuff your mouth consistently with donuts that are just basically full of sugar and carbohydrates and are going to make you feel like crap and probably change your bodies in ways that you don't want is if you don't have a vision for health, if you don't have a vision Hmm. for you know, going for a really long hike. If you don't have, if you don't have a vision for those things, then you're going to be able to do that very much. So if you can't see a path for this to be healthy, if you're not seeing that without a vision, people perish. Mm -hmm. So then you just binge on whatever it is. Okay. Alcohol, food, shows, music. It's the cycle of madness. Okay. Is what it is. So you're feeling a little blue. So you kind of crawl into your bed, you turn on Netflix you get your donuts, you get your booze, you get your, your, you know, your pot, whatever your thing is. And you start numbing down all that stuff by using this different agents. Yeah. But what you're filling yourself in with in the meantime is not going to get you to a place of healing. So while people are saying, well, this is how I, this is how I cope. relax, or this is how I cope. 
And they do understand, like the more I've uh, studied men, the reason men often come home from like in the old days when men left their houses to go to work. And <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I wish everybody would leave yeah. and go to work, but no, it's great. It's great that we always get to be together. When <laughs> we're on phone calls and you're not loud and I'm not loud and there are confidential phone calls in different rooms, but oh, we need some marriage. Conflict yes, resolution. we do. But when, when people, men actually used to disengage from their homes, to go to war or go to work. And then they had to re-engage back into their homes. They need some time to get out of one compartment to go in another, yes. which is the flipping of the TV, you know, or yeah. whatever it is. Or compartmentalized so people. We all need to decompress and we all need that, but we're not talking about 20 minutes anymore or an hour. We're talking about entire weekends, entire evenings, consistently. People are kind of caught in this cycle of what I call the cycle of madness, okay. where while they're feeling something, they want that feeling to go away. They actually are doing things that are making it much worse. Ooh. Okay. So I've got this feeling I'm a little depressed. So I'm going to go binge on my show. I'm going to have my glass of wine. I'm going to smoke my bowl. I'm going to take my Xanax, all the things. And all that's doing is putting me into a worse position. It's it's causing it's your adrenaline, your adrenal glands to freak out. It's causing your body chemistry to freak out. Okay. It is is not getting what you want. All right. So binging is lack of vision. Anxiety, lack of peace. Yes. Because anxiety is a feeling of worry, whether it's perceived or real. So there's an actual real response that we're supposed to have when a grizzly bear comes near us adrenaline shoots up which will give That's us a better fear. opportunity yes. and it's real fear yeah it gives us a better opportunity to escape if you are putting things constantly in your mind or your body that causes that adrenaline spike eventually all those glands are going to be depleted like mine were hmm. and i couldn't move for okay. years and my body real. ached for years. It was real fear. Our family was being physically, emotionally, spiritually attacked. But even when that exact threat went away, the re my body was still responding that way. Yes. I couldn't come down from it right. until everything drained completely. Which is your point. And I died. And if there's been <laughs> real trauma in your life. Yes. There right? was real trauma. Real trauma. Yes. Then it's four years down the road and you're just anesthetizing yes. it with how, whatever you're using to anesthetize it. And then you see, like, if you're in a really horrible car accident and you lost somebody. Yes. And you work through that over three or four or five yes. years. And then all of a sudden you're watching a show and you and see this. car accident on it. It triggers that, which I don't like that word trigger, yeah. but I'm going to go with right. it. Triggers that. Yeah. And you feel all those same. And then you go back into your bad habits. Mm -hmm. And that's the circle you're talking about. Okay. Or right. just trauma that you had no control over. And so it's really important is there's so much trauma we have no control over. Like the initial traumas are usually something we have no control over. Right. Like what happens to children, what happens to people at war, all those things. However, we are now exposing ourselves and our bodies are responding the same because we are surrounded by trauma all the time on the news, on the media, people's attitudes, the fear that has penetrated our homes because of this pandemic. Now we're living in a constant state of fear and trauma. Politics. Which I can feel like a lot. if you like to watch a little bit of the news, it's usually while I'm cooking dinner. After about 20 minutes, I can feel my heart rate going up just by listening to our super lame local news. Like yeah. there's not a lot of really interesting things happening right here, but because it's almost always bad news, because that's what people want to hear. And it's cycled over and over again. But after about 20 minutes, I leave that room Yeah, because it's not it's information not to me. It actually is affecting me yeah. emotionally. So, um, and then the last thing is depression is a lack of hope. 
Depression is a lack of hope. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I'm depressed, it's because I don't have hope in this area or just in general. People have lost hope. Yeah. So I hear, um, actually our son said to us, he's like, watching life. He's just got, you know, accepted to university. He's got this job, but he's watching people our age and he's in, in most marriages are not good. And most marriages are, you know, families are not good. And there's a lot of tension in the home and, and a lot of fear he's like, why? all the, all of his friends home. His question is to me always like, why do we do this? Why do we go to college to get these degrees, to get these jobs that we don't want to have to do this, to have to pay all these bills for this lifestyle that we never even get to enjoy? Well, I was like, these are really good questions. Again, in the statistics I've been studying, that's why the millennials are a much more depressed generation statistically than any other generation before it, because they've got to go get in a whole bunch of debt for jobs they're probably not going to get. Did not use it. And it's just created a whole new state of anxiety that we didn't have. And they feel hopeless, hopeless, completely. And that is our job is to remind them of what is what is the actual hope. So what is the well, it's Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Christo. Well, and that's why it's always fascinating to me um, when we were in Africa, like these people were physically suffering. I mean, most of them had diarrhea on some level if they didn't have full-blown AIDS. They were in a constant state of dehydration because there was a drought. Their food sources were not good. They're, you know, they didn't have anything like what we had. But yet when we would go to their churches in the bush, they would worship and dance for four or five hours. And of course, us with our American kids, our kids were like, Where's the water? Well, it's like the Where's example the you used on the last podcast. Where's the pyrotechnics? <laughs> they like, didn't have food in them, and we lost them after the first hour. They would. They would melt. They would melt right in into the Western dirt. Christianity. Yeah. It's lunchtime. Let's get out of here. Well, it is lunchtime. But, <laughs> and I always did have snacks because I didn't want my children to melt. But they had a true source of joy. Yes. That as Americans, we really were like, why are you so happy? Surpassed all understanding. But they weren't happy. They were full of joy. Yes. It wasn't an emotion. It was a fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5.22, joy. Okay, babe. That they were experiencing. And you, my love, (laughs) I have built this all up for you to go into your place of what everything that we consume. I want you to read this. So it's really good. This is yours. So read. Depression is a constant feeling of sadness. Yeah. And loss of interest, which stops you doing your normal activities. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're missing out on life through all of these different attacks that are. And I'm not saying these things aren't real. Like this no, is no, really, really, real. really Depression real. is a real thing. It's a really thing. Anxiety is a real thing. I just thing. want us to look at the bigger causes and how things might be affecting us and looking at what we can do when, when you have no control. Like yes. I have a lot of young women I work with that were physically abused as children raped as teenagers, they had no control over those situations. And so the fallout in their life is very, very real. And that has to be dealt with. It has to be acknowledged. My question is, what are we doing to ourselves where we do have control over what we eat, what we watch, what we listen to, what we, where are we not taking responsibility and it's having a negative effect? That's the whole point of this series, right? Yes. And And it's when we have a choice of what we put in our physical eyes, what we put in our physical body as food, what we do spiritually, what we how we feed our soul. When we make those decisions and not let the TV dictate that or media or politics or other people, we actually can start to get to more freedom yes, and health. Exactly. Not taking away from you do need therapy sometimes in your life and you do need medication sometimes in your life. We got to keep saying that because 
a lot of people get very upset. Well, and I did. And they just, don't want you to I take their Xanax some or their pop. Brilliant pill. advice to a young woman. Okay. She um, had set up. She's seeing a psychiatrist. She sees a therapist. She sees a nutritionist. She um, she wants me. She hired me as a life coach. Um, she has three female mentors that are older than her. And I, she's w- wanting to consume more for me to fix this part of her life. And I told her she had to go volunteer. I wouldn't work with her. So you have been stocking up on wisdom and knowledge and being fed, 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 fed for all these years until you give it away, until you offer up your own Gosh, life as a sacrifice. So good. You are just going to be a pool and you're never going to be never satisfied. Go. Yep. So uh, most times the healthiest thing we can do is volunteer work. Absolutely. You want to feel alive, go give something away to someone that doesn't have them. Give them joy. Give them a sandwich. Give them. We were coaching somebody not so long ago and and she told us at the end of the call, I said, what do you hear is saying? She said, oh my God, I've just been consuming at the tree of knowledge and I haven't lived at the tree of life. I haven't gotten given away what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I just am, a, I'm just a, I'm a consumer. Yeah. And if you're only a consumer, it's going to kill you. Yes. It will create depression. You will get so fat 100%. on your consumerism, your yes. brain, everything. Will Which again, guys, I, uh, your younger generations, it's not your fault. We did this. We taught you this. This is our discipleship and our amazing churches in America of that you just go and consume. You sit in that little row and you listen to that really good worship music that feeds your soul, not your spirit. You have the smoke machines. You have all mm-hmm. this stuff and you're never activated in your gift and why you were created to be put on the planet. And therefore you're never giving away all the stuff you're consuming. Exactly. Huge. So it's just weighing you down. Don't literally. Let me preach it. Well, I actually do want you to preach. Okay. Okay. So Gary Black, what yes. is, what is the hope? So we, we, in this modern society that we have, um, evangelism is, is people always want to evangelize the homeless people in our local park down here. <laughs> the 29 homeless and they could quote more scripture to us than God could ever. 3, times. Yeah. And they're amazing. And I, and I do think that the first thing that we have to do is like, are you hungry? Because don't tell me Jesus loves me when I'm starving. Right. And don't tell me Jesus loves me when my body is breaking down and I really need to be in a hospital or like, we do have to acknowledge that the love of Christ is often, most often a very physical show of love. <laughs> Stop talking and actually start doing. Hello, is that Matthew 25? Now, again, I, we've misinterpreted that, but I didn't know you. Doesn't mean you're going to hell. It just means go give yourself to the prisoner. Go give yourself to the widow and the orphan. Mm-hmm. Go give away so that on earth you bring kingdom more to, to your life and to the people around you. Anyway, I My know we've got to make it to about heaven. Is, were you created to give your life away? Because 100%. a lot a lot of people call us all the time like, hey, I just want to check on you guys. I see you guys giving yourselves away all the time. Are you exhausted? You get those calls? I do. I, I get, get those I do have some really beautiful young women in my okay. life that check on me and that's sweet. I have a couple of young guys. They check on yeah, us and I, and I have to think for a minute and sometimes I think I am physically tired and my eyes do feel a little blurry because there's been a lot of screens and a lot of conversations this week, but I am going to restore that in a healthy way, but I was created to give my life away. So yes. I would be in a much worse state if I wasn't doing something meaningful and purposeful with my life yes. and what I was created to do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me say this because we're doing so much study right now on marriage and how to get, have healthy marriage and, you know, for premarital, for people who are struggling in their marriages, we're going to be doing intensives starting in March. Listen, 
all men want is to know that they're respected. That's all they want. They don't need to know that they're loved. They need to know that they're respected. All women want is to know that they're being seen and that they're safe. Is their their hearts are Our safe. Vulnerability is safe. It's safe. Mm-hmm. It's a, you, and we build an umbrella of safety over our marriages where we can be very vulnerable with one another. But uh, here's the key in all this. And this is the key for what we're trying to bring you right now. I have to be responsible in my marriage to take care of my own heart. If I'm not stewarding my heart, if I'm not making sure that what the overflow of my mouth is coming from my heart, not from the things I'm consuming all the time, but because I'm spending time with the father, spending time with healing in myself, transformation in myself, when, when you're off and when you're not having a good day and I'm, you, I'm just the biggest asshole in the world, I have to be okay in my own heart with myself. Right. Because I can't depend on you to no, do that. No. Right. And, okay. and so, and she, when I'm being a jerk, I'm angry, I'm at the, I'm short, I'm, I'm tired, I'm depressed, whatever it is. She has to know that her heart's okay because she knows her heart's okay. Not because I'm telling her it's okay. And when you can do that for yourself, you start to get the help. Well, and that comes up a lot in conversations when people think that, you know, it's because I'm single that I'm depressed. And I, right. I always want, you know, because I'm married, I'm depressed or yeah. it's because I have kids and I'm yeah. depressed. because I don't have kids. I'm depressed. Or maybe it's you. Maybe you go with <coughs> you to into your marriage. Maybe you are with you in your singleness. Maybe you are what you need to focus on getting healthy, because if you are depressed because you are single and you think a man's going to come fix that. Ah. He's going to be under so much pressure to be your God yeah, and your hero that he's going to feel like a failure. You can't day. do it. And guys, you're going to always, it's depression's going to hit you. Anxiety is going to come. Pain's going to come. We've said it again. We're going to say it over and over. It will hit you. It's a part of being on the planet. It's a part of living life and what you do with it matters because it will never go away and you get to own it and you get to be transformed by it to transform others. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles, the glorious wealth of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is that? Colossians 1 It's one of the major themes of G42, right? Christ in you is the hope of glory, right? So me being formed in Christ, remember we, we were made in, in God's image. He made us look like him, smell like him. He made us in love so that we could love others. We have to choose his likeness. We have to choose every day to become like him. When I get stuck in consuming all the time, I'm not choosing looking like Christ. I'm looking like choosing to look like a fat ass sitting on my couch, right? And I'm not choosing life. I'm choosing to be a consumer, to sit on that third yeah. row in church every Sunday and say, feed me, feed me, feed me, instead of being activated in my gifts yeah. and my abilities to go feed others. That's the key to all of this. Is that why mega churches don't always work? Because <laughs> we make it about one person and that person, if they, God forbid they ever become human in any way, people leave the church over that. And it's like a big destructive break. It shouldn't ever be about one person. It It should should be about a body working together and yeah, everybody activate. And how gross do you feel when you're just consuming and not giving anything away? You feel like a fat slob. I know. Okay. So I want to, I want to address this because we're, we're running into this a lot and, I love your notes, baby. I got to, I'm just, no, this is all you know. So the, the, the issue, a lot of times when we're with people or we're coaching or whatever, I always ask this question when I start to listen that, you know, we're seeing these therapists, we're going to this program we're we're taking these drugs. Uh, we need to go do more of this. Now we're hiring you, Gary and Lisa to be our life coaches. And I'm like, what, what? Like, 
my gosh, uh, if I would have done that as a kid, I don't know. My dad put me on a horse and shoved a pine cone up my horse's ass. And I had to ride a bucking horse and get back to the barn. That was my therapy. I mean, honestly, that, I mean, and I loved it. And, I, and I'm so glad that I got to be raised that way. Um, but when you're dealing with an unusual depression mm-hmm. or unusual anxiety mm-hmm. or unusual fear, and fear is a big one right now. In fact, I think it's the foundation of all these things. The truth of thoughts. Yes. When the thoughts and you can't control them, you know, I was with a young lady last night and she just can't control her depression. And she goes really deep and dark. And, you know, I said to her, and I love this because one of our kids said this to us is that in the dark night of the soul, in the dark room is where the best photos are made, where the most pristine, beautiful photos are made. You're going to be in the dark night of the soul. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you're going to go, you're not going to know how to find God. Mm -hmm. There's some times when you're going to know how to get just to the father, but you can't find Jesus. And that's okay. Remember Jesus in the desert. When Jesus was in the desert, he was just with his dad. He didn't have everything else around him. It was just him and the father. And what did he say? If you know me, you know my father. If you know my father, you know me. And so sometimes you're just going to have daddy, papa, father. And, and that's a season you've got to embrace. And sometimes you're just going to have Holy Spirit kind of guide you, but you're not going not to be able to find the Father. Mm-hmm. But you've got to know what's going on spiritually around your home, around your city, around the place that you're in. You can't just walk into downtown Pittsburgh and start a ministry or a job or a business and think that you're going to take over. You're going to have all of hell coming against you and all of heaven trying to help you. So you've got to know what's happening spiritually in a place before you think you can go take it over. And when you're in a spot like we were just on with our Global U kids in the in the Dominican Republic, the DR has principalities over it assigned by the enemy to bring destruction and death. Remember, the enemy wants to steal your joy. He wants to kill any hope that you have and he wants to destroy your life. Mm -hmm. That's just the whole reason he exists is the whole reason he that's all he thinks about every morning so anytime we're with a couple or a single person and we're coaching or it's just in our class or whatever and their feeling is overwhelming yeah the, the things of depression yeah. or spirits i always say have you prayed through your home right have you oiled up the doorways have you gone to the four corners of your property dump some oil and ask for god to raise up pillars around your property that nothing is allowed in that space over my children, over my wife, over anything that's not of God. I want angels that are ascending and descending mm-hmm. into my realm, my domain. I create a domain in my home, especially that's mine and the father's it's no one else's. So when Lisa's getting hit by something, she's physically being attacked, which she can be often. I have to take responsibility and say, wait a minute, what devil, <laughs> what enemy has got in here to try to, because she knows now what she's putting into her body, what she's watching on television, what she's doing to her physical and spiritual and soul and all the things in her matter. So she's taking really good care of herself and she's still feeling depressed and she still can't get through it or she's still feeling sick. I know I've got to go to war. So I'm going to get some oil out. I'm going to pray in the tongues like crazy. And I'm going to go to the property lines and I'm going to dump oil and I'm just going to pray and go to war because guys, look, we are in a war. Mm -hmm. And so when depression comes, I have got to fight depression. When anxiety comes, I get to fight. I don't get to go to the doctor just to get a prescription to anesthetize it, to hope that it goes away. Again, some of us have to do that. I understand that. 
But if I will learn how to be a warrior again, I think we've lost the art of war in the church. And we've got to learn how to fight and war again for ourselves first. I have to fight for my heart every day. And then for anybody that I'm responsible for in my realm, in my domain, I'm going to make sure that it's covered by the blood of Jesus and that there's angels dictating what's happening in my space, not demons. Okay. So tell me the difference then, the difference between daily, daily renewing your mind and being all weird and religious that you have to read this much scripture. You have to have your quiet time. You got to write in your journal and you have to post on Instagram. What we find is most and a coffee cup, young people raised in Christianity. I thought it was hilarious. Didn't want to lose my train. Sorry, babe. Most young people raised in the church, the Western church, uh, are all about religion. They're about performance and how I did this or didn't do that. We, we've taught you dualistic thinking. What's right and what's wrong? What what political party am I going to be with? Which p- political party am I going to destroy and talk about? Right? What person am I going to love? What person am I going to hate? We've taught you to think dualistically. So when, when you have something negative happening to you, instantly go negative to yourself. I'm not praying enough. I'm not fasting enough. I'm not doing this enough. Whatever. That's all crap. None of that is true. None of that is scriptural. I can show you all day long. If you'd like to call me, I'll walk you through it. The point is, is about life and death. I want to be a dual, non-dualistic thinker. I don't want to think this or that. I want to think both and. So when something's happening, I have to renew my mind by the word of the Lord. What does that mean? I renew my mind by scripture. Scripture is the best thing. Now, again, most scriptures misinterpreted in the Western church. You've been taught it wrong, but that's okay. Scripture overcomes that. Jesus overcomes that. He will renew the way you think if you're consistently disciplining yourself to be in scripture. So for me, what does that look like? It's very simple. I walk the dog and I listen to my daily Bible. Mm -hmm. It takes about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I don't miss a day. If I do, I get a little anxious. You are very kind of. I'm a little ADD. I love it. I'm glad about that because it's become a habit and a discipline, not something that I just get to do sometimes. Then once that's over, I'm going to pray out loud in the spirit. I'm going to pray in tongues for at least 30 minutes as I'm walking. Now, I know a lot of people just can't do this, right? That's why we become prayer. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm constant. Even right now, I'm praying in the spirit as we're talking because I want this to transform and heal people. I don't want just a cool podcast, right? right? So I'm constantly praying with Paul said. He said, "I, I, I pray without ceasing. I'm always praying because your spirit, man, is always praying if you train it to do that. You've got to do what Hebrew says. You have to train your senses. You have to know what you're physically and spiritually and emotionally feeling. And when something's off, you need to know that and you need to address it in the spirit every single time. That is taking back, though. To me, that is like taking back the, the territory the enemy's trying to take. That's exactly right. Because well, he is you're, taking you're, territory. You're taking back your mind. You're That's renewing right. your mind. And I think we minimize how important that is. 100%. But if you listen to any podcast or any guru in any any religion, they will all tell you the same thing. What you meditate on is what is going to manifest in 100%. your life. And so if you are meditating on negative things, you are going to manifest negative emotions, negative outcome in your life negative we relationship see it all day, every if day. you are if you are meditating on the truth of who lord the lord is what jesus christ accomplished on the cross and what scripture says we have 
available yep. to us if we just ask, then you are we those things can. are going to manifest in your life. So here's what's cool. The other part of renewing your mind by the word of the Lord is that it is the word of the Lord. So when I hear depression, I can own that. I can agree with it and I can become depressed. Mm -hmm. When I hear suicide, right? I can say, oh God, I have suicidal thoughts. Oh God, I, I feel like I want to kill myself. I can agree with it mm -hmm. and attach it. Now I've opened the door for the enemy to come in, a demonic spirit of suicide to come and attach itself to that. And now I really am suicidal. Or again, Andrew teaches this really well. Andrew Shearman at G42, the enemy only has words. Mm -hmm. You put all the weapons, remember Goliath, when David kills Goliath and David scoffs him and makes fun of him, kills him with his own he killed Goliath with Goliath's own sword. He chopped his head off. I don't know how David picked that up, but he did it. He was a little ruddy little dude, picked up this huge sword, cut Goliath's head. So we cut the, we kill the enemy with his own sword. He has no weapons. He only has words. And all of the enemy put their swords in David's tent. So when I live in a space of prayer and consistent listening to the word. Now, again, not religiously. I don't have to go pray for an hour every but day. But the reason that you tend to do it in the morning, and it doesn't work for everybody in the right. morning, is because that sets your mind for, for, yeah, on those things for the rest of the day. The rest of the day. And, and how I you go start back to your them day, the day often does 100%. show you how you're going I am to. a big believer starting it. Neither one of us are good at exercising after work. We are no, morning. I, I don't exercise in the afternoon if I don't go we in the like, morning. There's certain things we like to do in right. the morning because it's going to set up the next 24 hours and of our life. And if I'm honest, I'm not going to go pray in tongues at, once the afternoon hits. I'm going to go get a beer with a buddy or whatever. Which right? is super holy. It is super holy. Okay, 100%. Read so scripture. renew the mind, right? I just want to finish this. So when, when those words come, depression, anxiety, whatever that thing is in your life, mm -hmm. you instantly say, no devil, you're the one that was rejected. So I'm feeling a rejection. I hear a whisper of rejection and I'm feeling rejected. This is something personal for me. I, I, I deal with insecurity as a prophet, as a, just a man of what I've walked through. I can be very insecure. My family's insecure. Uh, so I can be insecure. When I hear insecurity or rejection, I have a choice yeah. to be rejected or to say, no devil, you are the one that was rejected. Jesus rejected, God rejected you from heaven into hell. So I'm going to, you take that rejection and put it back on yourself. Lust, pornography, no devil. You're the one that lusts. You are lust. Mm -hmm. I am not. So you can take that weapon and you can shove it up your, right? That, that's yours to, to take. So it's war, guys. Mm -hmm. It's literally training yourself to live in a constant state of confessing what I feel, First John 1, 9, and then warring against those spirits that are trying to steal, kill, and destroy my life. I know a lot of you don't believe this. I know a lot of you don't even believe in demons anymore. If you'll listen to what I'm telling you, I can transform your life and I can save you a decade off your life. I Whoa. promise you. Look at you. No, I'm serious. To me, the, the picture I got when you were speaking was um, me in a bathrobe with like, you know, my jacked up hair. like old lady bathrobe. But you know, what, you know, looking at my phone and, 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 and kind of, you know, just being distracted and being lazy or whatever, and kind of just like, you know, kind of fumbling out onto a, a battlefield where there's spears and arrows and bullets and swords going through. And I'll, I've, I'm just looking at my phone. And I think distraction Oof, is, I mean, the, it is like most mothers my age, they're like, what do I do I with my teenagers? Yeah. I couldn't hear what you said. 
Sorry, Siri's talking to us. Um, you know, it was like when we were in the airport in Turkey. Yes. And we turned around and looked and thousands, well, hundreds of people were in the in the airport and they were, everyone was looking at their phone. Yes. And you said, I said there to could you, be we, sex trafficking. I said, we walked out of the, 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 you walked out of the men's room and I walked out of the ladies' room after like a ridiculous flight. And I said, look around. Because there was a bar, there was a cafe, there was a bookstore, there was everything. We could see hundreds of people from our vantage point. And not one person was looking up from their phone or their not tablet one. or their computer. And I said, no wonder things happen. And it was every no race, it was every religion. No one's paying any there attention. Were Muslims I everywhere. Said, we could be dragging loose. a little girl, kicking and screaming yeah, right now and drugging her. And nobody would notice because everyone was here. Yeah, I said, no says. wonder evil is happening all around us yes. because nobody's even paying attention. Again, cell phones aren't evil. Technology is not evil. They're awesome. In fact, I love some of the stuff. Huge distraction. But it is a huge distraction. It's just a tool. And it's it something that uh, that Lonnie Dyer said to me the other day. It was really powerful. His pastor at a local church here, Pulpit Rock, said, he said, it's not, Simon Sinek says, not enough. You, you are the average of the five people you hang out with. So true. So whatever those five people are into, that's why I hang out with Andrew and Seth and Todd, these guys. And me. That are leading. You're my number one all the time. We're together all the time. No, um, we've said that a couple. It's times. awesome. Got it. Um, and then he said, though, he took it further. He said, "You are the average of what you put in, what you're watching all day. Mm-hmm. So if you're on TikTok for three hours a day, you're going to feel and think like that. that what you're putting into your body. If you're watching a, a really good motivational speaker." Uh, or a great message, or you're listening to a Bema Bema podcast, best podcast out there, as far as I'm concerned, besides the Black Tribe podcast, um, that's feeding you a different way. And that's the kind of food you want to take. Not that moderately you can do some of those things, but what am I mostly putting into me is what I'm going to, what's going to come out. 100%. 100%. 100%. Okay. Why don't you end with this? With Matthew 22, the greatest commandment. Is that what you want me to do? I don't know. I'm just thinking. Okay. Oh, no. Right above. Okay. Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest, the greatest commandment? You guys know this. He said to him, love the Lord your God with all of your heart. I'm a heart guy. I teach this for a week. If you'll start in your heart, everything else is going to follow. If you'll love the Lord, the God with all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all of your mind, This is the greatest and most important command. The second is just like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. What is that saying? If I can learn to live from my heart, I ask Jesus not to come live in my heart. I ask him to come live through my heart. When I ask Jesus to come live through my heart, my soul comes into order. My mind comes into order to the spirit of God. Soul's not bad. Remember that. Soul's not bad. Mm -hmm. It's just not spirit. Right? Soul can lead us into our carnal flesh. Spirit always leads us into peace, joy, love, Galatians 5.22. Not emotions, the fruit of the spirit. Right? So, and then what happens? I'm not just consuming giving it away. I'm loving people. Mm-hmm. I'm loving my neighbor as I love myself. So I've got to learn to love myself, born to be loved. And then I get to love everybody around me really, really well. And when I do that, depression goes, mm-hmm. pornography goes, because I don't have time for it because I'm feeding good things into my system. And then I'm giving those Using away my life for my purpose. Anyway, I, know, I know that seems simple, too simple and too idealistic. Uh, but it's not, but it works. It's really that simple. And that's the question is when you, when you say fruit, that's what people, I mean, it doesn't matter if you agree with us or don't agree with us. 
doesn't affect my life. I'm still having a fabulous life. You're having a fabulous, fabulous. life. I want to see the captives set free. That's why we do what we do. But you have to make these choices for yourself. So the last question would be, what is the fruit? So are you getting, my phone is off. What son is calling. Are, is you, are you getting what you need from your life? Are, are you are you seeing the results that you want? Are you seeing it in your health? Are you seeing it in your mind? Oh, are you seeing it? And so what is it working? So if you listen to everything we just said and said, that's stupid, I'm going to go back to doing these things and, and great. Are you getting what, are you becoming healed? Are you becoming transformed? And are you coming to a place of overcoming so that you can actually give it away? Those are the only questions you need to know. There you go. Right. Black tribe. GaryandLisaBlackDrop.com, Black Tribe Podcast, Patreon.com slash Gary and Lisa Black for our amazing videos so you can see my beautiful wife. Uh, and some other content. Hey guys, we love this. Give us your feedback. Give us what you want to hear. We're doing these podcasts off of a poll that I did on Patreon of what people really wanted. One of, I got a, a few back on of suggested podcasts is on homosexuality okay. and what does the church think about it? Uh, we want to hear what you want to hear. We want to tell us what you want us to press into, what you want us to pray into, and we'll bring those podcasts. God bless you. Have an incredible rest of your day. 